Welcome back to the Winning Edge talk show. This is Vishwanath, your host. Uh, you will now be listening to the conversation I had with Mrs. Bhumika Patel, a long distance runner, on the Facebook Live session. Sit back and enjoy listening. Good evening, uh, viewers. Uh, this is Vishwanath here for Winning Edge Talk Show. Um, I am a mental conditioning coach for athletes and the author of Success Mantra in Sports. Uh, to many, attaining a very higher qualification and getting into a top corporate job would be the ultimate dream of their life. But so some, that's not enough. They want to do more. The guest of my show this evening is one such person who wanted to do more for herself and to her community. So at the age of 35, she took to long distance running. Today, she is well known for her distance running and fitness and is a very popular person for the community service she does. Her achievements in the field of distance running would make anyone proud. It's an honor to welcome her to the show. Mrs. Bhumika Patel, welcome to the talk show. Thank you, sir, for the kind introduction. You're most well, welcome. Sir. You're most welcome. It's a pleasure having you all this evening. Thank it's you. wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Bhumika Patel is a six-star world marathon finisher. The six-star marathon majors event is popularly known as the Abbott World Marathon Majors. And it requires a runner to finish six of the largest and most renowned marathons of the world, namely the Virgin Money London Marathon, BMW Berlin Marathon, Bank of America Chicago Marathon, TCS New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, and the Tokyo Marathon. Now, to talk about more of our achievements, let us hear from Mrs. Bhumika Patel herself. Uh, these achievements have made Mrs. Bhumika the brand ambassador of IBM. She has founded the Guide Runners India to help underprivileged, visually impaired girls in running and fitness. Her community service has been a great influence that has helped transform the lives of the disabled and the underprivileged. She is also the coach for Pinkathon and women-centric marathon event. So without much ado, let's talk to Mrs. Mumika Patel. So welcome to the show once again, madam. So madam, there will always be some reason for us to start something new. You started running at the age of 35. What was the trigger? Uh, was it due to some incident in your life or for health and fitness? reasons what was it um so in 2009 i was married my daughter was about six years old and i was uh, in bangalore um, um you know i was doing this routine life of going to office coming back and um, on weekends we used to go out for a movie and go for a eat, eating out at the restaurant. So that was a typical life. And uh, yeah, it was, um, uh, yeah, so uh, then there was this, uh, it so happened that my uh, health, my parents and my some of the close members in my family were facing health issues. And uh, I, at the same time, there was also work pressures. And there was also this, um, marriage and child and so many other so many of these things got uh, all around me and I was really struggling with every like every small thing appeared to be very challenging so at that point I lost my dad uh, to uh, a heart ailment and uh, I just couldn't uh, bear the loss it was uh, somebody who was guiding me uh, throughout and always uh, always there so like the pillar of support and at that even at 35 I was not so confident enough to just take a decision on my own and uh, we, we were brought up to be very shy you know you need to be within the circle of so known people and not to venture out to 
out too much outside unknown things should not be attempted uh, let's stick to the known route and uh, those kind of like a corporate job would be good and those so i was always on the low risk uh, kind of a route and uh, then they, i lost this my mentor who was my dad so it was a big blow and uh, it did affect me to, uh, a lot because uh, we were very well sheltered from a lot of these challenges which is uh, in life we brought up very uh, protectively and so there it opened up uh, to me a lot of things that there are so many things i need to do apart from the challenges i am facing currently so uh, then uh, uh, i was just struggling i had no solution and then my um, uh, the, uh, husband Uh, said that i have started this activity called running why don't you join me on a weekend just come with me to the place where i do my workout training with my colleagues at at work so why don't you just join me and this is where i thought fine so if he's saying that uh, it's working for him let me try and i would go there sit there and not do anything and just watch them because i was obviously very shy in, in the whatever they were doing from whatever has been told to us that as a corporate you go to a corporate place then you got to be in you know the the there is this uh, etiquette for wearing clothes etiquette for talking and here we are talking about a western complete uh, change over of outfit and you are also in a doing things which are not uh, your typical the corporate uh, things it is new the corporate fitness thing at that point so it was this trigger of uh, you know the lifestyle uh, diseases that uh, and then so this is where uh, i picked up something like this um, and it was not by choice it was like uh, i was an accidental uh, like like i was saying i, I was an yes. accidental accidentally i reached this stage uh, because of the circumstances but okay also, so the uh, no throughout childhood there was always potential and i didn't i, uh, I always uh, when i used to participate in sports in uh, during childhood i used to always win and there was no uh, structured training or uh, rigorous workouts in in childhood uh, so i knew that there was some potential which was there in me which i had not uh, explored to my full so this point i realized that yeah there I, it is it is going to it's not too late it's never too late to start very nice so the inspiration came from your husband and it was not very difficult for you to adapt because you were already good in sports and outdoor physical activity oh very nice, nice. okay yeah. uh, okay apart from that were there any challenges you faced while you took to distance running like any beginner would face uh, challenges in terms of challenges at that point 10 years ago uh, is what we are talking about there was hardly any women out there on the roads uh, and uh, it was uh, very uh, and even uh, forget women even men men uh, runners were very few out there at 5 o'clock in the morning or even 6 o'clock you won't see like in an area like kormangla uh, uh, you know it's a few runners would be visible kaban park maybe the known areas the but most areas you will not see anybody out there in the early morning and there was a designated spot in the city where like a stadium kantilwa stadium or some uh, an outskirts where the runners are meeting up those spots you will see these uh, fitness people uh, out there doing this running activity but it was not so it was quite challenging because then you have to plan the uh, such that you got to go to that spot where they are meeting and uh, just outside your house or uh, to save time and things it was not uh, something that i would consider doing it alone because safety was also was was a concern i was yeah, apart from being shy i know for sure that it is not safe for women to go out like this when nobody is out there early in the morning with when it is very dark so that was the thing and the attire itself was uh, quite western like there was no concept of uh, running in a sari or running in a uh, indian attire um, and the, at, at that point uh, i i just wanted to be fit it was not a competitive in, initially there's not competitive so uh, and but the first thing i noticed was there is a change of attire to something which was we are not used to uh, as an indian uh, woman who has been brought up with so much of traditional uh, values and in the indian setup so uh, that was a, a difficult task and the way people look at you that oh, what is this it's not a, it is not a typical mother you know doing doing this typical things and stuff 
so there were uh, uh, quite a lot of perception and um, other ch other challenges overcoming your own challenges and also how we were perceived and things like that so it was quite challenging obviously with all these challenges um, you would have needed a lot of uh, support coming from the family uh, and obviously your husband was a pillar of strength because you also done marathons with him how was the support coming from the other members of the family Yeah, so my uh, father-in-law would always accompany me to the races early in the morning. Uh, it was very far away, and uh, from this, from the place where we are staying, then he uh, most of the races I remember him coming with me. And uh, my husband is always there um, for um, the marathons that I have done over the last ten years. We have planned all the races. Like if I'm going to Delhi, we both are going, and we are both doing the same distance. um initially when i was not into full marathons uh, i was doing the shorter like the 5k's and 10k's and he was doing 10k's and 21k's we, there was a difference in the distance that we do but now it is we are both in the 42k's both uh, similar distances yeah so family has been very supportive so my mother has been doing a lot of support in terms of helping with the breakfast dinner and those uh, other things which i uh, don't need to then then i won't have time to do in the morning if um, an elaborate one but obviously uh, if it, everything that i did was very well it was very uh, elaborately planned and i i stuck to plan and sticking to plan is extremely critical even for your own confidence also so it was very critical that you plan that tomorrow morning is the run so you got to prepare ahead that these are the things that i need to do much ahead so i leave home and so it will still be taken care of so a backup plan and my family member support is very critical um if we have to do this uh, successfully yes planning is very very important when you have to do something day in and day out so yeah. planning your activities your schedule and other things i'm sure many would have many would have asked you this question how did you manage uh, between distance running your corporate job But then we have family, running a family, raising a growing daughter. So initially, when I started my very first race, I had won. Uh, so uh, every race that afterwards I subsequently went into, uh, I was typically different from uh, uh, probably many of the other runners. Uh, I went into competitive racing straight away, and um, every time I was winning, so family was feeling really proud about it. and at the same time my workplace colleagues also got to know that they she is representing uh, and she is winning so we had many corporate uh, teams which we formed so i saw this as a good synergy that uh, if you are doing something and you take along your family members and your colleagues along with you it will make your things easier much easier they will understand what you are doing and i also believe that um, doing it alone is very stressful i i, I feel very motivated when doing this activity as a group so i always look for chances to do a team race a team relay team race winning in team events and so my um, as a company my company ibm where i work we had uh, in for tcs 10k for example we won the best performing company 3 years in a row and in those same years i was also doing individual uh, competitive races at national and uh, world level so it's not just individual so the team was achieving a lot of things so uh, it worked out well for me because they were proud both sides were proud and it all worked out together so it was good great <laughs> we know that you are a six star world marathon finisher but uh, we have not heard about your other uh, achievements when was the first time you won your uh, when was the first time can you describe the feelings and uh, can you talk tell us about your other achievements apart from these uh, six star world marathon finishes yeah in 2009 was my first race where i did a 4 km race um and i got the first place and uh, thereafter i have uh, uh, done the same race next year with a higher distance so the entire year i trained for a bigger distance 10 km and i won the first prize there and um, then uh, my husband also okay. he had won with me and uh, in 2011 again uh, we won the same race with 21 kilometers and both me and my husband won the race uh, this is a wipro run uh, at that point uh, he was he is still working with wipro and uh, 
and in 2012 i did the asia masters for 1500 and uh, 5000 meters and uh, then i went on to asia masters was in taiwan then we had the uh, masters at brazil in uh, this was the world masters championship in brazil in 2013 and uh, um, at the same time i have also won several of the races for pinkathon um, where i got the i represented as a corporate team uh, uh, my company won three years in a row again and 21 kilometers we won several times then the first full marathon happened in 2015 and that was the virgin money london marathon so until then i was into uh, the uh, the masters level races where 5000 and 1500 meters was my distance and i consciously did not move to road racing at that point because the training is completely different and this race 1500 and 5000 was on the track so it was a very conscious decision because at that point i was very uncomfortable going on to the um, uh, and doing road road racing and training on the road here uh, compared to that you have uh, uh, a thing where you are um, inside the stadium in front of the coaches watching you and everything so it was very uh, different it's a different type of training and i was very comfortable so although running and marathon running was going on um, in india at that point uh, road racing had started but my what to road racing happened very late um i think about i took a few i did very less like one race in a year which was on the road and the rest were all on the track Uh, initially so 2015 the actual full marathon when i had to do that is when i realized that what am i doing with uh, uh, the the track race are going to help me in full marathon uh, like my entire training cannot be on the track and uh, i need to be out there on the road and uh, by then i had uh, finished 21 kilometers uh, and with a good time on the road uh, so i knew that uh, i need to spend more time on road uh, road running because uh, i need to do the long runs and things so london marathon happened uh, so i switched over from the track racing to full marathons from the 2015 onwards after london came berlin marathon which was in uh, 2015 again yeah it was 2015 so uh, then came the if you're talking only about world marathon majors then and uh, i will name only those otherwise i have done others other marathons also apart from the six which are international um other races which are not part of the world majors like frankfurt marathon 2018 was the tokyo marathon and uh, 2019 boston marathon and new york marathon to to the finish in 2019 november was when i finished the six world majors okay uh what uh, what um, attributes you have uh, put in yourself that has helped you to achieve so much in running what are your what were your strengths yeah what i feel is that you need uh, people should not wait for something which is uh, tragic or bad to happen in your life and then get into an activity which will like a health or fitness activity got to start it very proactively and uh, so in my case is uh, i the drive was always there the drive was always there but there was no opportunity initially because there were so many other things which were of importance and and definitely uh, financially and uh, a career uh, and um, women need to be mentally uh, stable they need to be earning for themselves and stand on their own feet and then get into uh, some of these other things so you have more confidence otherwise if you have extreme dependency on somebody else and it's become very difficult so uh, i thought 35 was a good age where i i settled down in some of the areas where i could then take take up a hobby with a bigger with a lot of focus so uh, i knew that there was a drive but i just thought, and i saw that this is an opportunity at this age and i thought that this is not uh, too late and i uh, just i stuck to a scientific method and i definitely uh, had mentors all along and it was not a job which was randomly done um, just because i want to do it and i want to just kill it and i have the drive and i am going to finish it but if you you have to go with a plan 
and a lot of systematic planning. Uh, like I said earlier, sticking to what we have planned uh, is very important. And how do you stick to plan if the plan is scientific and you know that it is based on certain methods which will give you results? Then uh, you have the confidence that oh, yeah, this is the right thing to do. And so for that, you need the experts and the mentors. Uh, so the experts and mentors both at work and for this hobby, uh, which I had taken up with, with professionally also. Uh, so that played a very critical role and family support, obviously, uh, uh, family gave a big push. Many would be going through the same situation right now that they would have wasted earlier years. They couldn't uh, pursue their passion and fulfill their dream because of so many life challenges and uh, obstacles now you are you're an inspiration you are you are shown them that even even you can come back later and uh, uh, fulfill your uh, dreams so you are such an inspiration to the others uh, yeah um, how has running helped you in improving your quality of your life uh, overall in terms of quality of uh, life uh, there has been uh, a lot of improvement because so, um, yeah, uh, I have my time management. So with the planning, my entire week has uh, is scheduled uh, with, the, so because we do this activity uh, with my husband, I do this activity. So as a family, I need to sit down and plan with my daughter, what are the exams that are coming up? What is the project work that is coming up? So our marathon plan is overlapped with the work plan. And we see that everything is adjusted. So, and uh, also uh, the quality also improved because uh, I, I, picked, I did not register for every event which was coming on my way. There were only two events in the entire year that we did. Six months of one uh, race and six months of the other race. And, and uh, the goal was very clear that uh, there has to be a personal best or an improvement every race that you do. And which I achieved over the, all these six races that I've done, there has been an improvement over the previous timings, or there has been an improve, improvement on certain other parameters. But the goal has been met. So uh, there. Um, so in 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 order to reach the marathon goal, uh, I, we I structured other things that were um, not uh, important, uh, which I was doing, um, which I had never documented, or which. I, the thought was wasting my time. I thought about it, and uh, there were um, there was a good amount of planning that I did, such that the better utilization of the time is what I would say. Okay, so you mean to say running helped you uh, as all along when you started achieving, um, it would have helped you a great deal in your life, especially raising your confidence. Um, then uh, in the beginning of the program, you told me that you were a bit shy. And people also reported that you're a bit introvert and spoke very less. Uh, how did the running change all this? Yeah, so um, initially I was uh, quite introverted and uh, there was um, uh, confidence definitely was much low. And uh, I was a backbencher, like somebody asking me to speak. I would uh, really not be so confident to talk about even though I did well, I was not able to project what I did uh, well to others. The, so that personal branding and those things were uh, unknown at that point. And that you need, that how important it is that you need to present what you have, what you are capable of doing well, so that the, you are growing further. So that may, uh, that I found was, uh, uh, although I had so many skills, I was not, put, I've not put, put it to, together to the right use at the right time. Um, and um, how do you project it to the people at work and how we project it to people uh, around you uh, who can uh, benefit from your skills. So that that part uh, really uh, uh, made a big difference. And um, yeah, so your question was... Uh, In terms of raising your confidence, uh, making yeah. you more expressive, improving your communication, yes, yes. So you cannot be in a in a, in a race. Uh, in a marathon teaches you to be um, like so mentally, emotionally, physically strong, and uh, you got to give your best. Otherwise, uh, uh, it will show. Even if you are cheated on any small parameters, 
even if one small training you cheated on anything it will show up it, you will not get the result there is no cheating out there it, it, it's all out in the open that what did you do in those three months um the you did the right things or what what went wrong if you sit and analyze so there was this analysis which was uh, which was happening with all the failures that uh, even so it um, so that analysis really helped in terms of um, every training uh, in in a week if i have three days of running and two days of yoga and strength workout or uh, uh, or uh, a nutrition or diet plan which i had to follow something did not go as per plan then there was a good amount of analysis that went into that week and uh, why did i go to i i was feeling very sleepy in office after this workout so i need to switch over on an important day i need to do something alternate so there was very um, good amount of analysis of failures at the uh, um, uh, even before the race started even before the race so in the training period so that really helped uh, uh, overcome a lot of the challenges and uh, like i said uh, I, i used to ask a lot of questions to people uh, who were mentoring me and then to the any experts like nutrition uh, and even uh, nutrition uh, yeah, physiotherapists um, i used to uh, it, it doesn't help being uh, introvert and not talking not opening up about what how you are feeling you got to be talking about uh, listening to the body and how, what are you feeling you got to constantly talk so that communication is very critical uh, with yourself communicate with yourself communicate with the people who can help you communicate with your family that this is something coming up i need help you need to point out at the right time the and get the right help and do whatever but get the help but if you keep your mouth shut and not do anything about it uh, it's going to show up as an injury it's going to be showing up as a big failure so that part is not going to work that being introvert me myself and i'm going to just do things with my with my limited knowledge is not going to work with this you got to be opening up uh, and it may work with some, some people who are who can read up from books it is a very few cases but on a general on an average a person who is struggling um, this is what helps that you communicate communicating and getting help so confidence has built up and then you understand that even though it was uh, a mistake on your part even though it was uh, difficult and i could not do it um, it is definitely there is an opportunity to there will be another opportunity where you can prove yourself so don't be disheartened by failures so that yeah uh, so thought you how to deal with uh, setbacks and failures yes Uh, how to take accept things as on a face value of what came towards you yeah yeah so what was earlier was no longer challenging it was quite uh, awakening okay great uh, tell us something about uh, guide runners india which you have founded and you yes so guide runners india uh, was something that uh, i uh, I know a guide is somebody who uh, runs with a visually impaired, who assists a visually impaired to achieve their goal, helps them with the training, and they are the eyes for the visually impaired. So this idea was I got to see that in uh, one of the races in uh, 2015. I saw visually impaired coming to this race where they were doing a three kilometers run. um so most of them were walking and that's when i realized that uh, since i was coaching regular women then wh- what about these people are they going to come to this race and then they are, are they going to just go back and um, now we are talking about many uh, about women and uh, uh, so many of the of the runners who are facing work life balance issues struggling so somebody who has everything in life who has all the um god has given everything uh, there's then they still they are saying that i it is difficult for me to do this activity where of a uh, fitness activity running they are saying this then what about these people and the enthusiasm was no less they were really like equals they wanted to be out they wanted to be wearing shoes but in india what i saw is that most of the population uh, that comes from uh, disabilities they are from needy backgrounds they are um, poor families and uh, so the we cannot even imagine uh, that in order to do an activity like this what are the big balance active acts they have to do and there are hardly any people out there volunteers the structured volunteering was uh, not there uh, they although there were so many people wanting to volunteer and come forward and uh, uh, okay 
there was a lot of pity um, that there is a for somebody with disability and we feel pity we give away to make this uh, our wardrobe full of clothes to them and wardrobe full of um, you have shoes so yeah i will give away 10 shoes and that's it there was uh, a lot of pity and uh, empathy but uh, in terms of long term giving uh, uh, them uh, some some moral moral support and mentoring yeah that kind of a thing was unknown so it was just mm-hmm. a one event thing there was no such thing as a continuity and we are talking about even corporate people having good salaries everything who can afford trainers they are also not just stress and money is not helping so uh, mm. these people have a big gap big gap so okay. i started uh talking to the runners uh, fitness people who came to me for training that i am going to teach you i will teach you but uh, you will pay pay it forward by becoming a pair a guide to somebody who needs help and that worked and they felt really nice after looking at someone like this they come back to themselves and said okay so this person i i was paired with has so much of potential and i they look up to us so much because i just spoke, i gave them a knowledge which was i i thought that i knew nothing but actually that other person appreciated what i knew so much like the uh, just um, telling that you can you know drink water as soon as you wake up so um, you know eat fruits in a day that small advice that each of each runner was giving to the visually impaired on the as a pair they appreciated everything they spoke so the, all of these people who were training with me they felt very good that uh, what they learned they are able to impart to somebody who needed and that built a lot of confidence in both the, it was we thought that these are the people who need help the people who are persons with disabilities they need help but actually we got lot more help than for ourselves so it was both ways it was working both ways and so i structured the entire thing that uh, they were trainings for uh, how sensitizing the people on how they can be paired with uh, visually impaired so i was training not just the blind but also the people who want to become a guide so there were two separate types of training and we have uh, achieved indian records in uh, marathon running and ultra marathon running by 2019 uh, we have done the yeah uh, about 3 to 4 indian records okay so oh yeah that's the success you had with uh, visually impaired girls especially yes so they have completed their marathons and ultra marathons any of those who have completed their marathons the full marathons yes, so they uh, yes they have completed uh, so we uh, after starting in 2015 uh, we been doing a gradual progression of distance and we had uh, uh, identified a set of people who would go into remote rigorous training and the parents were informed all the stakeholders uh, their ngos they were working with we got their consent and the athletes themselves signed a consent form that they are uh, ready to comply with the, uh, this kind of a training schedule and they have no objection that kind of a a uh, program was then initi- initiated with experts and there were many people wanting to do help uh, orthopedics there were uh, uh, sports doctors from the us uh, who came forward so it was like an elite athlete training that we did um, and towards the uh, we did the bangalore marathon 42 kilometers and the best time was uh, 3 hours and 45 minutes uh, for the visually impaired for the full marathon and uh, the guides were also trained to uh, if we did not find the guide who did the entire 42k then the distance was split between 21k and 21k uh, so there was an exchange point so everything was planned with the organizer and they were uh, there was no time goal given initially to them there was no pressure that you need to be running very fast uh, there was a huge enthusiasm to finish 42 they really wanted it, to do it uh, there was no pressure when we uh, said that if you feel uh, not okay even you can abandon the race there is no pressure so um the club them who finished 40k and then uh, once that was uh, successful then we moved on to a higher distance with the subset of those people who finished 42k and they have done 145 kilometers uh, between mysore to bangalore uh, over a period of 3 days um and that again uh, was an indian record yeah fantastic okay uh running is catching up in a big way in india especially so in a city like bangalore even the elderly want to take up running running nowadays what uh, 
tips you want to give them what care they need to take uh, what is the kind of food they need to have and how to get go along with their physical conditioning so that they can strengthen their core muscles and the muscles involved into running what tips would you give give them because nowadays everyone to, wants to take up running but without proper uh, training and without proper care and precaution they may get into injuries what would you tell the people who want to take up to running yeah so what you are saying may have been applicable uh, like until december uh, december or january there was a huge wave of people wanting to do this now with the covid everything has come to a stop yeah so uh, so if many people wanting to take up running but they are afraid to take get into races and things then even i have spoken to multiple international organizers uh, asking them what would be a stand that uh, if a race uh, Uh, what would be would you ask people to register for a race which was uh, on the ground and people are uh, coming and meeting uh, in thousands would you do that now right now and uh, if the date is probably if the date is in january february next year would you say that um, i mean i was asking the people who work with blind in the us uh, i asked them that will you tell your runners go register for a race so they said we will right now not give any advisory we will just say that stay fit and observe the ground level situation and uh, what what happens um, in terms of regulations that come out in your ward what are the instructions given out for gym uh, usage what are the uh, so at a country level the regulations are different and every state has different and at every area the uh, regulations are different so in terms of outdoor sports and all uh, may probably you will have to check the regulation and uh, so elderly are definitely not going to be going out right now uh, as far as all the advisories i have seen they have been even the apartment people are not allowing them outside um, uh, so if we are talking about 50 plus uh, even if they want to do inside the home a rigorous activity or they want to run from one balcony to another another room and come back and people i seen 42 kilometers being done inside the house also so it's not necessary they they can go out they can also do it on the staircase you go up five buildings and come down five uh five building five floors even that can finish you can finish a full marathon or a half marathon that way but at that age uh, it, it, it there is a limit uh, where balance between very typical ba- balance where you tilt the balance towards something overdoing it's not going to be more injuries so uh, actually with any age group when we start uh, when we start the coaching here we do the assessment uh, so firstly right now with the covid conditions there is an extra assessment added wellness assessment anybody who is elderly is going to be we do a wellness check that are they uh, for the mental fitness and are they uh, alone is there anybody to support them uh, when they are locked up in their house and is there any kind of financial crisis is there any crisis any such thing uh, if you're talking about somebody who can afford everything but they are uh, not go- able to go out that is one scenario there is another scenario where somebody who is uh, not able to afford uh, you know because they have lost the job and they are sitting at home so we do a wellness check and if, uh, is the elderly getting medicines uh, do they have anybody to supply medicines and they are they locked up without any support so those kind of a check we do we do an assessment and i have my guides uh, who we don't work only with visually impaired now right now with the current crisis uh, we also do anybody who wants help like a needy uh, person coming needy elderly couple comes to us say asking for help we will not refuse so we've done we started this wellness uh, assessment which is very important even somebody not uh, facing uh, does not need a buddy we call them buddies we have paired them with buddies so every elderly is paired with a uh, phone buddy so you're not going to go to the door and knock the door and ask that are you fine you're not going to do that we are doing it virtually on the phone and this has really worked very well because elderly are looking for somebody to call call and uh, um, you know talk and uh, in, if we identify a red flag then we take uh, we have we have professionals who will uh, say that this person requires our help and uh, after if the if there is no well illness uh, uh, red flag then we do the exercise assessment in terms of uh, there is assessment like how is the balance body balance on a right leg on the left leg um, and then uh, how is the uh, glute strength 
what is the parameter? So for anybody who is above 50, uh, 45, um, I mean, I'm, I, we would say, I would say for all age groups, you have to do an assessment of the current uh, fitness levels. And after understanding that, uh, and given that there are no medical conditions that you have, then you can take up an act activity which does not uh, hamper your current health conditions. If you do not uh, do understand your body in terms of these parameters and you simply jump into something because now someone said running is very good for me or 42k is a lifetime experience i will just go there without knowing that what was the what are the things that i already have uh, the current uh, state uh, then it would be a big mistake and this is going to be a periodic assessment it's not going to be one time in once in five years it's going to be a periodic depending on uh, what uh, your current fitness level so that if, if you are the right expert if you have a mentor they can really uh, catch the thing some kind of a thing which is going to injury which is coming up or you're doing some mistake they will catch you and they will point out that, that uh, this is you need to correct right now so that will really help Good. so what were the mental challenges uh, you had to face as you started taking up bigger competitions bigger challenges internationally when you were raising the bar expanding your horizons uh, there must have been a lot of mental challenges because uh, raising your performance you know always aiming for better timings or bigger races uh, would have been challenging for you mentally uh, what were those mental challenges how did you overcome those so uh, initially for me for four kilometers was a marathon like i used to say four kilometers is enough like i that was like too much and uh, it was, uh, I never imagined going to a 42, really at that point, uh, it was unimaginable. But then I saw that I was uh, uh, doing well in a four, in a race like this. And somebody said, how, how long, how many uh, days will you continue with that short distance? You, can you try this other distance? So just, uh, so it's like training the mind. Uh, you're, you're saying that this is fine. You did it well. Now you take on the next challenge and don't give yourself too harsh uh, goal. So start small, give small goals, achievable goals. You know that uh, 10 kilometers sound intimidating right now. So don't give yourself a goal of uh, 40 minutes, 10K right now. It's not going to work. So it is, a failure will have a very detrimental effect. So give a goal which will be nice to achieve because it's not going to be the first time and the last time. There are many, many more uh, such races that you can, uh, so you know that their opportunities are there. So, and it, you're not going to lose anything by not achieving a goal, but I mean, you, I mean, by not achieving a tight goal like that. So you got to give them, uh, give yourself achievable goals. Um, so, uh, so what I meant was it's, uh, if you're not winning the race, nobody is going to come and scold you if you're not winning the race right now, uh, because you're not a competitive athlete. You are into it uh, because of your, uh, passion and it's a hobby but if it's a continue athlete then definitely uh, a goal would be really an important one like my coach would have really uh, um, told me that how come you got this kind of a time your time was much much so that uh, that thing you'll have to discuss with the coach and say that this, uh, this race I may not be able to do well and uh, uh, because these are the things and also you understand that they come to an understanding and to set a goal which uh, and you should have a valid reason why you're not uh, doing it right now and we come to a common goal so that goal planning has to be uh, 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 there always goal plan and um, uh, so I picked that kind I did that kind of a thing where uh, small goals and then um, achievable goals and when I, I went into 42 also I, I use a uh, I used a plan like uh, I did not pick the hard races first because I don't want a race which has a lot of a tough terrain, a tough uh, weather and uh, too far away from India, uh, too many hours of lack of sleep and uh, uh, which is high on budget, everything. And then you, uh, you are away from work for so many days. Uh, so don't take up things which are extremely challenging right at the start. Uh, so I, the easier ones where, uh, for example, I took a race which was a flat course, which did not have, uh, a flat course is uh, very fast and you don't have to worry about terrain. So at least that parameter was uh, less for me. So that was, 
so I, my focus was to finish a 42k so i picked the race which is completely flat uh, if i had picked the race which was hilly right at the start then i i wouldn't have been able to achieve the 42k i would have been really uh, scribbling about so that kind of a plan uh, i have done where um, uh, yeah it was a flat course and the uh, it was not extremely cold like i have also raced in temperatures 4 degrees 4 to 3 degrees also but i didn't okay. first race as 4 to 3 degrees that was some that was my seventh or eighth race where it was extremely cold temperature so there is a good amount of uh, acclimatization training you need to do with the terrain with the weather with the food so it has to be done gradually so your goal as you do the goal setting it is achievable by doing uh, okay see distance running is all about mental toughness your body is crying to you to stop asking you to stop due to fatigue pain so many things and your mind is pushing your body along how important is mental toughness for distance running yeah it's all about mental toughness uh, uh, in addition to physical uh, physical fitness will be there but you you uh, for example in a full marathon if you're not you, you most of the top meant in the second half you are, may have maybe physically strong but it's uh, your mind which has started giving up and then you hit the wall they say 32 kilometers is hitting the wall if the and uh, it is extremely important to be mental stuff um Uh, but it doesn't work the other way also with lack of training but you are you are saying that i want to do this i want to finish it at any cost but you are not trained sufficiently train yourself uh, yes. then that would be it has to be along with yeah. training so you mean to say mental toughness has to you need to train yourself to be tough during your practice itself uh with that training you'll be able to do in the actual race yeah so i did a mistake like in my first the uh for half marathon which i did with proper training i had gone to mumbai marathon and there was this point where uh i had trained well but uh, uh somebody uh, i know that this is the pace at which i should stick i should not jump beyond this pace but somebody on the route said that uh, this is a downward sloping road uh you need to just go push push yourself all out because this is the opportunity to go faster and somehow i just many many started doing that around me and i got into it and i started i i ran like my i ran like a 400 meter athlete on a slope in a half marathon so that was a big mistake i could actually feel the tear in my uh, muscles in my knee muscles it was uh, my first okay. training race so there is a particular pace at which you have trained and you know this is the pace at which you are going to go for a marathon so understanding your body listening to it and then uh, mentally strong but with okay. the with this given given that this understanding is there okay well they say no in a, in a tough race uh, it's not always about the destination the is always about the journey you need to be mindful of being one step at a time which is what we call as mindfulness how important is uh, mindfulness in distance running yeah so uh, it's all about mindfulness because uh, you need to be really focused and uh, uh, you know need to know like i said understanding the body listening to the body and uh, it's a meditative state kind of when when you are running there is a uh, the you do a small mistake in that entire for uh, you you can you, you can just uh, it can uh, data you from i mean it can you can uh, go away from your goal if you do a mistake so uh, you got, got to be fully um, attentive about a lot of parameters like um, there is this space which you are watching there is your breath which is happening you understanding that am i feeling uh, fatigue too much fatigue do i need to take an energy drink at this point or do i need to have um uh, a salt tablet right now do i need to take a gel at this point uh, it's all planned and but i need to remember that these are the points at which if every 5 kilometers these are this is my diet intake and every 10 kilometers this is what i will do and um, i need to also watch my pace that i i, I need to be doing the first 5 in this space second in this space and i need i cannot definitely drop beyond this space it's a lot of mindfulness awareness and focus so it is um, definitely a mindfulness learning fantastic
they say no the distance runners experience this kind of kind of mystical sensation called runners high why because after a point period point of time uh, when you cross that threshold you cross that uh, blind wall then uh, your um, something takes over you and uh, you are able to complete the race easily and uh, you are in that uh, sense of that that runners high where uh, you feel that something is taking you you don't feel that initial uh, thing that's what uh, the most a lot of runners have uh, described have you experienced this kind of a uh, sensation yeah it's very mm-hmm. common every time i break my personal record uh, okay. it's, it's amazing uh, so like my first marathon london marathon i was uh, really really nervous like somebody talks to me at the start line i was just jump i would just jump uh, i was uh, very scared because uh, that was a cold temperature and i did not know how i will run in a foreign country like this and uh, um without wearing a sweater and a jacket and a cap like you know which we normally are used to um wearing in suddenly it gets cold i am going to uh, get under under the blanket and i am going to cover myself and there i was out there in the open and that to a distance like 42 kilometers um it was a uh, really nervous i didn't believe uh, i don't i didn't know uh, i thought that maybe i'll walk and do a finish probably i don't know i i really did not have the confidence but um, and i also had the fear of 32 kilometers is the hitting the wall i know that most runners hit the wall at 32k so i was going very conservatively in the entire distance and the last 8 kilometers i did the fast test like i ran like a 5 kilometer runner you know 5 kilometers fast on the track it was that fast so i had conserved so much of energy towards the last that i uh, pushed and i finished uh, within a, with a very good time and uh, when i finished i realized that what did i do i mean this is something i never imagined um, doing so it was like a big uh, i could just uh, it was yeah, i was teary and i could um, uh it was a very emotional moment for me and Great. same thing yeah. happened in chicago chicago very was nice. also uh, amazing chicago was uh, when i was a period when i had a huge workload at office and my i had, I had night shift and uh, i i used to still do my long runs and still did the hard workouts at the gym and uh, and uh, one day before the race i was in the office uh, doing meetings with my like uh, colleague uh, in uh, chicago and uh, i was working till late and then i went into the race but i have done my personal best ever in that race and i know there was this um, yeah uh, there is this uh, suddenly you get this magical like my dad was somewhere and uh, you know telling me that i need to finish this race so oh. it was like uh, magical and like, there were these magical moments that just come and they said you, you can do it you can finish it and i actually finished it so beautifully i couldn't believe it myself okay see many take to running and later on quit due to lack of discipline uh, unable to take up the challenges then um, unable to come out of their comfort zone um, yeah what tips would you give them because they start with a lot of josh and with a lot of uh, vigor but only to quit in the end and that um, they are not able to discipline themselves not able to get up early come out of the comfort zone then uh, uh, not able to take up the challenges um, these um, the what you call the the stress that put put on their body the pain the the strain whatever you call it what would you tell them uh, i have seen a lot of uh, us take up running and then giving up uh, what would be your yeah. advice to them so every time somebody ask me this uh, my uh, it would be one answer that uh, whatever you do you are a corporate woman uh, you are a business woman or businessman uh, uh, working with an it company in apart from doing that as a main uh, work you got to pick up a hobby like this uh, passion for fitness and uh, when you pick that any passion be it fitness or any other passion uh if it is helping the community uh, the passion such that you are also able to benefit the community uh, and that means that what you have learned in terms of fitness and passion you are able to translate it back to the community and seeing them benefit out of it 
by giving somebody who really needs uh, that kind of help from the knowledge that you gain from a personal trainer or from your doing these fitness activities somebody benefited and who actually needed it so much and the transformation that you see the way your power grows in terms of handling challenges in terms of uh, disciplining yourself uh, it is a uh, magical it is huge uh, impact so what would you tell the quitters what would you what would you tell the quitters they take to running and then they quit because you know they don't want to get up at 4:30 or 5 o'clock in the morning they want to sleep for, for some more time what would you tell quitters they why they how can they remotivate themselves so that they continue this activity so in terms of motivation uh, there are several things like for me what works for as motivation is a group a group uh, definitely helps me because group, you will see what the group is doing uh, and you will challenge yourself there will be variety in uh, what you are doing add variety into what you are doing it's doing the same thing every day just taking your shoes going out running every day every day every day same thing is not going to every anybody will get bored so a lot of variety should be there a yeah. uh, lot yeah. of uh, uh, friends should be around yeah. motivate you and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah you need to be good. Uh, you yeah. need to have a good very coach good. Uh, yeah so that's very important very good now india is a land of the youth how can running help the youth such that india uh, becomes a superpower in future i've heard that running changes lives uh, that's what i heard that's what i've read many people have shared shared experiences with me and you are a live example in front of me uh, how india is a land of youth there's so much youth power in this country uh, why should the youth take to running and how will they how will it improve the quality of their life and how will they take the country forward now that there is a lot of fad though, the vogue is on fit india movement and running is a part of the fit india movement so firstly i would tell all the youth out there that appreciate the indian ancient tradition the ancient uh, indian values um, um, and the, the fit india movement started way back with adiyogi our shiva uh, uh, so 10000 years ago and there is a huge culture of yoga ayurveda in uh, our country so appreciate that learn about what was bhagavad gita what did uh, krishna talk about uh, um karma yoga bhakti yoga and uh, how uh, these kind of uh, things which uh, yogi activities along with the spiritual activities and uh, philosophy uh, the how it makes india uh, rich in uh, so many of these uh, things which are um, valuable to our culture learn about that and when uh, and uh, take up something like running in addition to that uh with the current pandemic it will help you help you holistically keeping your mind and body fit and you should be able to also be an ambassador for indian uh, culture or traditions and uh, uh, you should not just be adopting something which is westernized all the time uh, you should also be able to talk how uh, how much we uh, we have got from our own culture and uh, yeah. how it is my my yeah, my question was how will running specifically help them what are the takeaways from running distance running so running uh, definitely for me it was a meditative thing that you mm-hmm. it gives me time spending more uh, uh, normally we just we are on the phone watching television or we are talking to some coworkers or spending time at movie theaters so uh, now when you are running it just takes you away from those things which are not uh, may not be really full be full value for your time so you need to then uh, running gives you me time to just think and reprioritize what is important what is not important and it uh, keeps uh, and just keep, that's important uh, make time for yourself yes it's all about time management it's also for physiological and psychological benefits yes definitely thank you uh, then um, uh, how has your daughter taken to all this how old is she now and what are her future aspirations would you like to her to follow in a muscles um, route or what aspirations she has got for herself how much she is on to sports or what is her talent so my daughter is uh, now 17 years old and uh, she is very much interested in design and um, creative work so uh, i just tell her you don't need to be a doctor engineer you do you, you pick what you wish to uh, but whatever you do do it with passion and uh, whenever we go for races she accompanies us fully understand what parents are into and how it has benefited them and she is very appreciative of the fact that uh, she is very proud of it 
and uh, she also did the Boston Marathon with us uh, last year. Wow. Uh, she did her first five kilometer international race, and uh, she's uh, interested in sports. But I tell her that it, there, there is uh, it's never too late. You, we started at I started at 35, so you can pick it up at uh, at a, at a time when you think that uh, is you you are not, not you are ready now. Uh, so there is no pressure on her to you should you should start right now or things like that. So she she is very much uh, appreciated. Have you have you noticed that running has helped her, helped her? Yeah. Have you noticed that running has helped your daughter in many ways? Uh, so she does a uh, a lot of cross training, uh, cycling and swimming. So that uh, she, yeah. So fitness uh, definitely she. She has um, there's improved focus, alertness is there. Um, then there is a lot of friendships and social network that she has uh, yeah. seen the benefits. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, uh, um, how did you help the community during this COVID pandemic lockdown? You also mentioned a few things in the beginning, but uh, what kind of work you did with them? Uh, we help the runners uh, to train at their homes, and you were also mentioning that uh, runners all over India. Did their marathons from home, um, from within their homes, you know, during lockdown period? Um, how did you reach out to the running community and how did you help them? And how you, you yourself trained during the lockdown when you were not allowed to go out and do the long distance running? So, I have uh, in the pandemic, uh, so by November, I had finished my world marathons. So, I had actually not have, I did not have planned a marathon for myself. So there was no race right now to for me to or or for anybody else to sign up and then train for for the race. So the best thing right now to do for most people, we are doing uh, functional training, um, uh, strength training, lot of stretching, and a little bit of uh, cardio if you can go out the morning and running. Uh, so uh, with COVID, uh, this is what we did uh, in terms of supporting the uh, community. Uh, uh, main, most of the athletes that I train are visually impaired and they are from different parts of the country and they have uh, our phone numbers and we have paid them with uh, guides um, so a guide one so we cannot have a, like a I cannot take a zoom session with 20-30 people on the other side who are blind it may not work out because they will not understand what I am uh, some may be partial blind some may be 100 so the same method we use for regular people may not work so that's why the one is to one pairing and they do one is to one yoga yoga or a, a functional assessment with them on the phone. Um, so we have designed a, a certification program by which people can do virtual emergency support uh, um, guide work on the phone. So this is a virtual is on the phone or on a video. So this is a certification program which four weeks every Saturday we have a session on um, what what can you do in terms of your first phone call on the phone uh, we are doing a wellness check uh, like like i said that do you have enough food do you have enough uh, is the water uh, um, clean do you have um, medicines do you are you in a place which is safe uh, because uh, and some people are they come with uh, coming back and telling us that i don't have medicines i do not have groceries because they have phone numbers they have a phone numbers. I, we have about 800 to 900 athletes across India. Each one is already paired in non-COVID times. Each one is paired with a runner to run with them. Now in COVID, uh, they don't have food to eat. So uh, where is the question of running right now? Uh, so we said, we, we so we decided we need to add the wellness element into it. And so each person uh, would start by doing a wellness assessment uh, to understand that it, if a red flag is identified, then we uh, go to rehab professionals from these NGOs like Blind People Association, National Association, Blind Delhi, Ahmedabad. In each city, we have these kind of NGOs who have specialized rehab for people, to, uh, like somebody identified the abuse case, then the rehab for abuse could take over. That kind Thank of you. Uh, uh, rehab, uh, rehab. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, I have to ask you this question, what makes, what uh, bigger dreams uh, that are yet left to be unfulfilled from your side? What is your next target or uh, what are your future aspirations? How would you like to help people and uh, what's, 
coming in the future so what's coming is that when i when we started doing this covid support and we do started working with the others we realized that it is not going to uh, i will say that in bangalore from bangalore i am doing this there is somebody else doing in another city it's not going to work with disconnected set of volunteers are doing in small small parts because the people who need help are in millions we are talking huge numbers so a community level initiative is required at a, at ground level at every community level so we are coming out with a community initiative where people from um the different communities community like in a city in different parts uh, of the uh, towns and villages they can all come and contribute as kindness champions uh, and so we are having a set of programs where how do you go about an act of kindness from a simple act of kindness to a community level kind of act of kindness what are the things you can do and that i want to make an impact on a larger community level across the, the country and that is the objective right now and we are working towards it thank you thank you so much so thank you mrs uh, bhumika patel uh, thank you it was very nice having you on the show i appreciate your time and i congratulate you again for all the achievements you have done i wish you all the very best for your future endeavors and uh, uh, may you help the train grow bigger and uh, make distance uh, running a household activity so i wish that every uh, person in this country every youth uh, should take up this uh, activity and uh, make this country very strong okay thank you very much for coming on the show it was a pleasure having thank you thank you so much so thank you viewers uh, for all of you who have come on the show um, i hope you enjoyed listening to mrs bhumika patel and i you are inspired uh, by what can running do to uh, people and if you have not yet to start uh, this in running you better start from now uh, thank you very much uh, with this uh, we come to the end of this talk show